How you guys doing tonight? Doing all right? Come on, how you guys doing tonight? Doing all right? I mean, you braved the cold. You came out in this blizzard. We might as well have some fun. I'm just saying. Well, Merry Christmas to everyone. I hope you came with a little excitement. I hope you came with a, with a hope in your heart as we celebrate the birth of our Savior, King Jesus. And before we kind of jump into the message, I just wanted to kind of have a little fun uh, first and settle some uh, kind of discrepancies that we might have around uh, the Christmas time. For example, like how many of us started listening to Christmas music uh, before Thanksgiving? Come on, raise your hand. See, it's your fault. It's cold. It's your fault. It's snowing. You messed with Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm just saying. And some other Christmas controversies that we're just going to settle tonight is one with the elf on the shelf. We're just going to settle once and for all. How many of us, by the sound of applause, would say that the elf on the shelf is adorable and cute? Come on, you guys got to play a little, not too many. How many of us would say, I, think, I feel like he's always looking at me. The elf on the shelf is creepy. Come on. Yeah. It's settled. He is, he's super creepy, I'm just saying. And another kind of Christmas controversy we're going to settle tonight is with the movie Die Hard. Come on, somebody. How many, how many of us would say Die Hard? Don't, absolutely not. Don't even try to play it. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Sound a little feminine there, I'm just saying. How many of us would say, absolutely, we're watching it tonight. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Come on. Yeah, it's settled tonight. Die Hard is definitely a Christmas movie. Now, I'm not telling you to go watch it. Uh, it's back in the 80s. I don't know what happened there. It's been a long time since I've watched it. I'm just saying. But another Christmas controversy, not, not quite as controversial, but uh, it, and that is between a real and a fake Christmas tree. How many of us would say... Man, it's not even Christmas unless you get a real Christmas tree. Come on, come. Do you have a real Christmas tree? Come on, somebody. How many of us say it don't matter, artificial or fake, it'll do just fine? It's settled. It's settled. Artificial fake trees can do the job. Uh, I'm on that side of the coin, especially after I found out about a family in Australia who went out, cut, out, cut down their own real Christmas tree, brought it home, decorated it, and then went to bed that night. And then they all got up early the next morning, came downstairs, and as they sat around the Christmas tree, they noticed one of the ornaments was moving. And upon further investigation, they discovered a four-foot-long king snake in their real Christmas tree. And I don't know about you, I don't really want to put up with the needles and all the mess that a real tree brings anyways. And I certainly don't need no four-foot king snake in my living room. And so it's settled. Artificial fake trees are just fine for me and my family. But as we kind of jump into the message tonight and celebrate Christmas together, I want to talk to us about something I know that I could use a little more of, and, and I'm just thinking maybe you could too, and that is peace. I think it's interesting that uh, this is one of the busiest, most stressful time of the year around the holidays, and, and we're doing all this, this planning and preparing and buying all these Christmas presents, and life can seem a little chaotic, but, but then at the same time, I was thinking, you know what? 
the rest of the year can seem chaotic too, going from this to that and the busyness of life. And I don't know about you, I feel like I'm, I'm going from one thing to another, whether it's picking kids up at school or taking them to practices or going to work or trying to do this and trying to do that. And in between things, I, I try to find a little rest or I'm hoping to find a little relief. But the reality is uh, our lives can lack peace. Now, I'm not talking about peace like the, the absence of conflict. I'm talking about the peace on the inside of us, the peace that, that uh, in a place that only Jesus can get to, the depths of who we are. And if our lives are lacking peace tonight, that's what makes what we're celebrating tonight so special. Like when Jesus was born, when Jesus came, the day the hope of the world became flesh and dwelt among us. This, the day that we're celebrating, Christmas, is the day that changed every, everything. The chosen one, the anointed one, Christ alone, the one the prophets were waiting for and even foretold about. The one who would come and walk the earth for 33 years. The one who would start his public ministry at the age of 30. The one who would die a horrific death, dying on the cross, but yet rising from the grave three days later. Man, this is the genesis tonight. That's what we're celebrating. We're celebrating the fact that the angels who interrupted some shepherds in a field saying to them, you don't even know what just happened. You don't even know what took place. In a town called Bethlehem, the child, the Christ, the Savior has been born. And we're going to read a little bit of the Christmas story here in just a few moments. But I, I just wanted to take a, a second to express our excitement and our gratitude because this is a time to celebrate Christmas. It's why we're gathered together when there's a blizzard outside and it's negative 45 right now. We're gathered together celebrating when love came down and changed everything. When love came down and changed the world. Because God so loved the world he gave. Come on, he gave his one and only son. And so as we celebrate the birth of our Savior, let, let's read some of the Christmas story together Starting in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. So we're going to read a few scriptures together. But it says, That night in a field, field near Bethlehem, shepherds were watching over their flocks. And suddenly, out of nowhere, an angel of the Lord appeared in radiant splendor before them, lighting up the field with the blazing glory of God. And the shepherds were terrified. C could you imagine the blazing glory of God? I mean, they had to have thought, this is it. It's over. Literally, time to meet our maker. But the angel reassured them, saying, don't be afraid, guys, for I have come to bring you good news. The most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it's for everyone, everywhere. Everyone, everywhere. Everyone, everywhere. For today... In Bethlehem, a rescuer was born for you. He is the Lord, Yahweh, the Messiah. And you're going to recognize him by this miraculous sign. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in the feeding trough. 
This is the miraculous sign to you that a king has been born, but you're not going to find him in a palace. No, this is a different type of king. It's a lowly king being born in a feeding trough when love came down. And then all at once in the night sky, a vast number of glorious angels appeared. The very armies of heaven showed up and they all praised God, singing glory to God in the highest realms of heaven. For there is peace. And a good hope given to the sons of men. And I just want to encourage us. That that's cause for a celebration. And don't get me wrong. I like a little old school Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. But I'm just saying they ain't got nothing on the armies of heaven. The choir of heaven that came singing and celebrating. I mean, could you imagine the moment? I really can't even picture myself this being overwhelmed by this army of angels singing this song of hope and peace goes on to say, when the choir of angels disappeared and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go. And they chest bumped and said, let's hurry and, oh no, that wasn't in there. Let's hurry and find this word who is born in Bethlehem and see for ourselves what the Lord has revealed to us. And so they hurried off and found their way to Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in a feeding trough. And upon seeing this miraculous sign, the shepherds recounted what had just happened. I love that part of the story. In other words, the shepherds, you know what they did? They started connecting the dots. Like, wait a minute, and then wait a minute, and then wait a minute, and then wait a minute. Have you ever done that with God and the journey you're on with him? Like, wait a minute. He's, this, there's no way this could have happened, and then that could have happened, and this could have happened, and then this door would have been opened, and then that would have happened. Wait a minute. They, that, could it be more to the story than just coincidence? Could someone, someone's hand be in this situation, and so the shepherds re recounted what had just happened. They started connecting the dots, and then you know what they did? They started telling everyone, man, this isn't a normal birth. There's something special about this, and everyone who heard the shepherd's story was astonished by what they were told. And, but Mary treasured all these things in her heart and, and often pondered what they meant. I love how she pondered what they meant. She recounted. She recalled. She didn't just let it be an experience, but it was, but it was an encounter that changed her life forever. And the shepherds returned their flock ecstatic over what had happened. And they praised God and glorified him for all that they had heard and seen for themselves, just like the angels had said. A few more chapters of the Bible we can read together. Um, I'm just playing. But here as we read the Christmas story we're reminded of the reality that when we get a glimpse of who God really is, not, not, not who we just heard about, not, not who maybe someone's told us about, but when we get a glimpse of who God really is in the life that he has for us, man, our only natural response is to celebrate. Our only natural response is to praise. It's kind of like with each touchdown the Ohio State Buckeyes score next week against the Georgia Bulldogs, man. The only natural response is to celebrate. Let's go. Now I'm preaching. But the reality is that if we understand and we believe that, that God is good and that God is for us, we can't help but celebrate. We can't help but praise and thank him. And the shepherds went back to their flocks ecstatic over what had happened. The hope for humanity had come. The one who ushers in peace was here. The one that the prophet Isaiah prophesied about 700 years before Jesus was even born had come. And his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And he will, he will reign on a throne. And, and in his rule there will be no end. And upon his shoulders 
will be a government not of war, but a government of peace. In fact, even Jesus said later on in his ministry, he said, the peace I give is not like the counterfeit version the world tries to give to us. No, I give you a peace that surpasses all understanding that no matter what's going on around you, you can have this assurance, you can have this peace on the inside of your heart. And then this is why his name is literally called the Prince of Peace. I'm going to talk to us uh, about uh, three areas or three places that Jesus came to bring peace into our lives, starting with the first one, and that is he came to, to bring peace with God, that we can find peace with God. Why did the shepherds go back praising God? Because peace had come. When they saw Jesus lying in a manger, they saw the physical manifestation of the peace of God. Like when they walked into that stable, some, something was different. This wasn't an ordinary birth. There was something different about being in that place. Have you ever been around someone like, and just being around their presence just gave you an assurance and a confidence and a security and a peace? If you've ever been around someone like that, then just times that by a bajillion. I think that's a real number. And that's what these shepherds were experiencing that night. They walked in and they realized this isn't an ordinary birth. This isn't an ordinary child. Something is different. We, we encounter some. There's a peace in his presence. And this child would usher into the world. Not, not war, not, not division, but peace. Before Jesus came, how many of us know we were enemies of God? The Bible says that we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We were against God. No matter how hard we tried to be good, and no matter how hard we tried to earn his grace, we just couldn't be made right with him. In fact, the Bible says that our righteousness, our right striving, our attempts to be right before God are like filthy rags before him, but God, but Jesus. But because of Jesus, we can be made right with him. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19 says it like this. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting our sins against us. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through this baby, through this child, through this Messiah, the chosen one, we can have peace with God. I don't know where all of us are at tonight. I don't know what stage or season you're in in your journey with God. But, but maybe you can relate to me. At, at one time in my life, I, I used to think that, that God was disappointed in me. That God was upset with me. That God was mad at me. That, that God was against me. But the Bible reminds us that God's not counting our sins and our mistakes against us. But instead, he's making a way for us to be reconciled and have peace with him. This is his promise. This is his commitment. This, this is the miraculous sign that Jesus came, which is God's promise that he wants reconciliation with us. Like it all begins here. How many of us know our, our view of God determines our view of life? How many of us know when our, our view of God determines our view of life? I'll just keep repeating it. I don't even care. I'll preach to myself. I mean, no, yes, I do. Good. Come on, pastor. Because when we discover that we can have peace with God, that I can be right with him, the creator of the universe, by the way, 
the one who holds everything in his hands. You know the Sunday school song. He's got the whole world in his hands, right? He's got your mother and your father in his hands. He's got your mother in his Right? Anybody know that? The creator, the one who spoke and it was. The one who spoke the heavens and the earth into existence. The, ones who, the one who created the sun and the moon and the stars. The one who created man and, whoa, man. All right, the creator of the universe. The one who's above it all. How many know there's no one above him? There is no one beside him. He sits on a throne all alone. And he is the creator. And when we realize that God is for us, not against us, it changes everything. It changes our perspective. Kind of reminds me when I was a kid and I got mad and frustrated at my parents because they wouldn't let me do things, some things that I wanted to do, and they wouldn't let me hang out with certain people. And at the time, I just thought, man, they're mean. Anybody? They're against me. They don't want me to have any fun, right? I'm running away. And I was like four, right? But as I got older, come on, as I got older, I realized they weren't against me. They were for me. They, were, they had my best in mind, and so does God. He's not against us. He's not disappointed in us. He's not angry with us. He loves us, and he's making a way for us to be right with him and experience his peace. Because of this child, we can have peace with God. And so no matter what we're facing in our lives, no matter whatever we're up against, we need to know we're not up against God. We're not having to fight against him because he's, he's actually pursuing us. He loves us and desires for us to know him and his peace. I think that's important for us to know on this Christmas. We can, we can find peace with God. The second thing, or second place, I should say, that Jesus came to bring peace into our lives. Number two is peace with others. The truth is that every family deals with a little drama around Christmas. Come on. And if you don't think you're dealing with some drama, it might be you. You might be the drama, right? I can, I can remember several years ago, it was probably like 10 years ago, um, my wife and I had this brilliant idea to buy the perfect Christmas present for our two or three-year-old son, Jace. He's 13 now, but back when he was two or three, he, man, he was a ball of like energy. He was like a Tasmanian devil. He just destroyed anything and everything wherever he went. Anybody have a kid like that? And God love him. And this is how bad it was. We're first-time parents, and, you know, it's coming. Like, we're going to try and put our, our kid down and so he can sleep in the crib all by himself. You remember that point in your, your parenthood? And then we had people tell us, just leave him in there. He's going to cry, but just leave him in there and go cry in the living room. But don't go and get him because eventually he'll cry himself to sleep. Anybody heard that, that piece of advice? Well, not our son. Because we, we would cry and yell and cry. And next thing we know, we heard this like pounding. And I went back there. He was headbutting the crib, bloody nose, bloody forehead. We're like, what in the world is going on? It was his way of manipulating us at like two years old. So I'm spanking him and it's not working. I'm just teasing. So I had to pat his old crib and all that. So we thought to ourselves, man, we know the perfect gift. If we got him a little mini trampoline with handlebars, come on somebody, and he can bounce on that thing inside because we lived in South Dakota at the time and it was winter like this 
all year long. And so he can, he can bounce till his little heart is content downstairs. It's going to be amazing. And so we put the kids to sleep Christmas Eve. And then me and my beautiful wife, we go downstairs to, to put this demonic toy together. Lo and behold, man, we were up to like 4 in the morning. We could not figure it out. We couldn't get it stretched and around this and that. And we almost got a divorce. And we were arguing and yelling. at it. It was, it was the worst Christmas, right? We didn't even talk to our, each other the, for, for the first hour of Christmas because the drama carried over into the morning. But then even when we were finally done building this trampoline with handlebars, we carried it upstairs to put it by the tree. And we got to the door and we're like, it wouldn't go through the door. It was the worst. And so we told Jace there's an awesome trampoline down in the creepy basement. He never used it. In fact, when we moved from South Dakota to Defiance, Ohio, we left one thing behind. The trampoline is still there. God bless somebody who's ever there. But just drama, right? Just this drama around Christmas. Maybe somebody opens up presents in the wrong order or someone's pile of presents isn't as big as the other person's pile of presents. And, or we always have that family member just kind of stirring the pot a little bit. It's always a cousin or an uncle like home alone. Look what you did, you filthy drama, right? Just drama, 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 drama. But let me just say this. There's nothing worse than someone who gets made right with God but still is not right with others. It's one thing to find peace with God, but what about finding peace with others? God said that the most important commandment in the entire Bible was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then he gave his bonus material and said, love your neighbor. At the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. Because, because of Jesus, we aren't, just, we aren't just vertical with peace. I mean, we're, we're horizontal too. God, God wants this. God's all about relationships our relationship with him, and our relationship with others. God wants us to have peace in our relationships, peace in our families, peace in our worlds. Romans chapter 12, verse 18, one of my favorite verses around this topic of peace because it challenges me so much. It says, if, if it's possible, as far as it depends on the other person, if they'll apologize to you, right? Is that what it says? As long as they do what you want, right? No, as far as it depends on you, as far as it depends on me, live at peace with everyone. That to the best of our ability, as far as it depends on us, we're going to do whatever we can going above and beyond to live at peace. I mean, that maybe I would extend forgiveness, not because they earned it or deserved it, but because God gave me forgiveness and I didn't earn it or I didn't deserve it. Because he freely gave, I'll freely give. And what if, man, what if we just had this reputation of being peacemakers? Like, what if people looked at our lives and they knew just a little bit of the chaos that we're going through, just a little bit of the hardships that we're walking through, and they would look at our lives and they would ask us, man, how come you have so much peace? How come you, how come you got, after what you're dealing with and what you're going through and what they said about you, and you still have peace, and yet you still respond with this humility and this love, they don't deserve it. I want to go beat them up for you. Right? Well, let me tell you, I found peace with God. Because I have peace with God, I can have peace with others. I mean, it's no, the first thing we do is we become right with God. Then God gives us the desire to make all of our other relationships right. And so the first thing that God does after we get right with him is to help us get right with others. What if, what if the greatest gift we could give somebody this Christmas 
isn't something from a store, but it's an apology from our hearts. Maybe it's in a text message that we send or in a phone call that we make that we would reach out to someone maybe we haven't talked to in a really, really long time. Maybe this Christmas we need to let go of that bitterness. Maybe, maybe we, this Christmas we need to let go of that unforgiveness. Maybe this Christmas we need to let go of that offense and let's unwrap the gift of peace. Can I just remind us tonight that the happiest, most fulfilled people on the planet aren't those that are getting a new car in their driveway for Christmas on Christmas morning, even though that'd be cool? <laughs> Gift ideas will throw out any last-minute Christmas shoppers, right? <laughs> the happiest, most fulfilled people on the planet aren't those who are getting extravagant, give, extravagant gifts from loved ones. No, it's those who have found peace with God, peace with others, and finally the third place that Jesus came to to bring peace into our lives is number three, is peace with ourselves. The truth is, the reality is, I know it's a little heavy for Christmas, but so many of us are disappointed with ourselves. We're angry at ourselves. Man, how could you be so stupid? Why did you do that? Man, leave it up to me to, to mess things up again. Look at what I've done. But because of Jesus, we can have peace with God, peace with others, and we can even have peace with ourselves. Take a look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16 as we close tonight. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with you all. God wants to give us peace at all times in every way. At all times in every way. At all times in every way. You mean when everything is going the way I wanted to go and life is working out perfectly? No, and also the times when things aren't going our way and nothing seems to be going right. At all times, in every way, God wants to give us peace. But yet at the same time, how many of us know the hardest person to forgive is oftentimes ourselves? Isn't that the reality? I know it is in my life. The hardest person I've ever had to forgive wasn't those who maybe treated me wrong or hurt me. The, per the person I had the most difficult time to forgive was me. It was myself. Why didn't you do that? Why'd you, why didn't you say that? Why'd you keep... If I could just take this back. Anybody else have any regrets? And I think about my dad and the last memory he has of me is me being in a jail cell before he got into a car. Never got to meet my wife, never got to meet my kids. There was a time when I was like, man, why couldn't have I? Why? I wish I would have said, before he left that day, I wish I would have told him how much he meant to me. I wish I would have actually said for the first time, I love you. But I never got that chance. And for the longest time, I lived with this regret. And then I came time find peace with God, make peace with others. And in that journey, I discovered that I needed to make peace with, my, with myself. God says, I've already forgiven you. That's why I sent my son. That's what Jesus, that's why Jesus came. I've already forgot about it. As far as the east is from the west, the Bible tells us, I have removed all of your transgressions. I've already moved on, God says, 
maybe it's time maybe it's time for us to move on I feel like that's a word for someone tonight I don't know what you carried in here tonight maybe you weren't even thinking about it but maybe the word for you tonight is if God's ready to move on maybe it's time for you to move on we're done beating ourselves up we're done questioning it we're done looking back at where we've been it's time to start looking ahead where God's calling us to go you know a a faithful saying for us this Christmas is even though we've made mistakes even though we're all sinners we've all fallen short of the glory of God because of Jesus we've been made right here we've been made right here and we can be made right here what we're celebrating tonight, man, I, I think it's so much bigger than, than we often realize. I know the corny saying, Jesus is the reason for the season. But it's true, isn't it? It's not about gifts. It's not about putting snakes in our tree or even diehard movies or the dumb elf that floats around the house. He does float around my house, by the way. And leaves Hershey kisses everywhere he goes, which is weird to me, I'm just saying. So much more than that, isn't it? It's about a king who was born when love came down. God wanted to make it so clear that he interrupted some shepherds in a field with a whole army of angels singing and celebrating and praising God because peace had come. The greatest news the world has ever known is here the hope for all of humanity has arrived he's wrapped in a cloth and he's lying in a manger go and see for yourself go and see experience him for yourself because he's the lifter of our heads when we're full of shame he's the prince of peace when our lives are chaotic he's the king of kings and he's the lord of lords he's the great i am he's the bright and morning star and because of who he is We can have peace with God, we can have peace with others, and we can even have peace with ourselves. Would you pray with me tonight? Father, we thank you for this gift of love and this gift of life. We worship you in this place. It's more than just giving presents. It's more than just getting together with family. As much as we love those things, God, it's about a king that was born when love came down to rescue the world. And as we're praying together tonight with every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe, maybe you would say that you're here tonight and you don't have peace with God. Maybe you're not right with Him. I want to give you an opportunity to, to get right with Him. It's, it's really personable, just you and Him, but I want to lead you in that moment because the reality is it, it's not if we believe in God or not, it's do we know Him? Do we know Him? Do we know his love? Do we know his grace? Do we know his peace? I'm going to give you an opportunity to know him tonight. The Bible says if we believe in our hearts and we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord, that he is who he says that he is, and that we want a relationship with him, then we can experience a life we never thought possible. And if that's you, with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you want a relationship with Jesus to find peace with God, would you just lift your hand to heaven and say, that's me. Here I am, God. I want to find peace with you. And right where you're at, would you just pray this with me? Say, God, thank you. Thank you for sending your one and only son. 
not just to, to live, but to die for my sin. Thank you, God, for believing in me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for pursuing me. Tonight, here's my heart, what you've always wanted. God, forgive me of my sin. Fill me with your spirit. Show me how to live my life. My life is yours. In Jesus' name, as we continue praying together today with every head bowed and every head closed, maybe maybe you're in the other couple categories. Maybe you lack peace in your relationships. Maybe there's some unforgiveness. Maybe there's some bitterness, resentment, offense in your heart. And you need God to give you the courage to reach out and make things right. Or maybe the the person you need to forgive is yourself. If that's you, would you just lift your hand to heaven as a sign of, I want peace. Here I am, God. God, you know, you see the hands and you know it's in our hearts. Tonight, God, I pray you would give us the courage to make that call, to send that text, to freely forgive because you freely forgave us. And that we would unwrap the gift of peace in our relationships this Christmas. For those of us, God, that the person we need to forgive is ourselves. God, help us to side with heaven. Help us to see us the way you see us, God. Help us to, by faith, receive your grace, your mercy, and your forgiveness, and that we would walk in newness of life. Father, we love you. We worship you. We honor you this Christmas. We're, great, we're grateful, God. We're thankful for all that you've given to us. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen.